Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, family? Biggest Friday show we've had all season. Why? Because we got the biggest game all season. You got the Buffalo Bill. You got the Miami Dolphins. It is a must-win game. This is what NFL seasons were made for. The playoffs before the playoffs. If the Bills win, they're in the two-seed. If the Dolphins win, they're in the two-seed. The Bills could miss the playoffs with the loss. So, family, let's figure out who has the edge. Starting with the head coaches. Because the coaches, y'all know, they dictate everything. Mike McDaniel, he is one of the brightest young minds in all of football, but Sean McDermott, he's one of the best defensive minds in all of football. Dolphins, Bills, America, y'all have to know who has the edge for the biggest game of the weekend. And for me, it is Sean McDermott. He has done it at a higher level. He has done it for longer. The Buffalo Bills have beat the Miami Dolphins nine of their last ten matchups. Well, from the brains of the entire operation to the brains of the offense, who has the edge in the quarterback race? Now, keep in mind, Tua Tungabailoa played at an MVP level. Josh Allen is currently playing at an MVP level. Tua, Josh, both have done great things this year. But who has the edge in this gotta-have-it matchup? The man that's won nine out of the last ten times. That has to be the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen having the edge but Miami Dolphins they beat a team 70 to 20 y'all so when I think about the whole offensive picture it's about the Miami Dolphins now get this offensively they are very maligned Waddles missed a lot of time four offensive linemen they have been out in and out the entirety of the season Raheem Mostert he's battled injury but somehow some way the Dolphins always find a way to prevail now defensively it gets good. Jalen Ramsey, he showed up about week eight, week six of the season, and the Miami Dolphins defense, they have been stout. However, the Buffalo Bills, they always pack their defense, especially as of late. Because of the injuries to the Miami Dolphins, I believe the Buffalo Bills currently have the edge. But it all comes down to the X Factor. See, the game of football is typically decided by one person, by one mind, by one play call, by one moment. And what I'm about to show you is really, to me, the most invaluable aspect of this game. Vic Vangio and his mind defensively for the Miami Dolphins. He is that mad hatter, if you will. Because if you pay attention to the details, and this is a film, my favorite part of today's show that I'm about to show you, the Dolphins have lost the last two games because of a concept that they cannot solve. Can we show up to play, please? Dallas Cowboys two weeks ago. The Miami Dolphins don't know how to handle a switch route. What is a switch route? It's when a receiver starts as a number position and then ends up at a different number position. I'll break it down for you very simply. CeeDee Lamb at the top of the screen. I'm going to have numbers start to appear. You count from outside in in football. CeeDee Lamb, he's currently the number two receiver. One, two, three. But as the play develops, as the play develops, CeeDee Lamb, he becomes a number three receiver. Now, why is that so confusing? Because at the beginning of this play, this player, he had Jalen Tolbert. And this player, he had Sadie Lamb. But after the 21 switch, the 32 switch in this example, they get confused. As y'all saw the play and y'all remember, easy C.D. Lamb touchdown. Now you're saying to yourself, surely the Dolphins would have fixed this concept. They didn't. Same exact concept against the Baltimore Ravens. Instead of a 32 switch, number two and number three receiver, it's a 21 switch. 
Woods, Zay Flowers. Right now, he is the number two receiver. This linebacker, he has Zay. This cornerback, he has the outside receiver. But again, the switch concept, the 21 switch, because the number two receiver and the number one receiver, they switch. Now, all of a sudden, this linebacker, he guarding him. This DB, he guarding him. The Dolphins have not figured out how to handle the switch concept. So who's the X factor in this game? The minds of the defense. The Miami Dolphins, this concept has beaten them twice in the last two weeks, giving up a 75-yard touchdown and a 60-yard touchdown. Buffalo Bills are looking to score big-time touchdowns in this ball game. Let's Sean McCoy. You scored a lot of touchdowns for the Bills, big dog. All-pro running back. I saw on social media the other day, Shady, I was offended. I saw somebody say that James Cook was the best running back for the Bills since Thurman Thomas. Ooh. Could you believe that? You said you was on what? I saw I was on social media. That's why I, mean, I don't follow that type of stuff, man. <laughs> Come on. I, I just said, I, I had to defend you. I had to defend you. I went to pro football reference. I started looking up your numbers. I said I was appalled, Joy. I was appalled. How could you say that James Cook was the best what, running back? What, what, uh, what platform was this on? It was on X. Mm. Well, there's your answer. It was a fan or something. You got your answer. Yeah, somebody. Do you tweet at fans? No, I didn't respond to that one. It's but not I really to. a platform for intellectual thought. That is fair. Ooh, I, I like Ooh. James Cook, so I'm all for yeah, that. Yeah. No doubt. I just seen Thurman Thomas last weekend. By the way, are they right though? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Joy's for intellectual thought. I'm for intellectual thought. So Shady, answer me this intellectually: What would a Bills win on Sunday? If they end up as a two seed, winning the AFC East, yeah. what does it mean for the AFC? It means a lot of things. First of all, it means that they're the scariest team in the AFC. Right? I think the best team in football is the Ravens. The best team in the AFC is the Ravens. But the scariest team, yeah. the hottest team, will be the Bills. People don't want to see a, a hot team. Mm-hmm. right? I, I remember with the Giants, they had that run run where they won the road to beat everybody. right? The difference from here, if they get the second seed with the Bills, you got to come to Buffalo yeah. other than the Ravens. Mm. And you talk about a home field advantage. Oh, my God. All of us, James Cook, wherever it's going to be, they're going to have a field day because nobody wants to tackle when it's cold. When it's cold in Buffalo. <laughs> in, in Buffalo, it get cold, cold. Yeah, so yeah. if you're not really prepared for that, mentally you lose the game before you even get there. Mm-hmm. You start, look, you know who you play this week. Oh, we got the Bills playoffs. I was ready to do it. Wait, hold up. How cold it's going to be? That's the first question you're going to ask your homeboy. You ask your wife, your girlfriend, whoever your side chick. Hey, how cold going to be in Buffalo? You're not lying. She going to say, she going to tell you that. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So if they can win this game and get the number, and number two seed, oh, my God, you got to come to Buffalo. That's the advantage. And I think Josh Allen, the way he's playing right now, he's hot. He's smoking with that offense. They're going to be in trouble for a lot of teams. Shady, if you ask your wife and your side chick, who do you believe? No, I said girlfriend, mm-hmm. wife, or side chick. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's like, say you ask them both and they give you different answers. Who are you believing? <laughs> it depends what time you're asking. Okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Time from the wife. You know what I mean? They each have different separate weather apps. Uh. Yeah, it should be the same. It should be the same answer. Yeah, I believe. That's a good point. It's it's a good point. Like, it's a question. It was a fair question. But you to be so smart. You had a long list. Like iPhone put the same, bro. Don't get me caught up. Yeah. Uh, George Taylor, answer us the question, what would a Bills win mean? One of them got an Android. <laughs> uh, it would mean the Bills are still at the top of the AFC. Despite how crazy this season has gone, they end up winning this game. They're right back where they were last year, which is winning the division at the top of the AFC. And a lot of these games got to go through Buffalo. They've won the division. If this happens, they would have won the division four times in a row. Mm. The Chiefs have won at eight. That's way more than everyone else. The Bucs will, will have won it three times if they win. So that means they're right where they were last year. It, it took a little bit of a different path to get there. Right. But at the end of the day, the DNA that is in that locker room, the DNA that is in that coaching staff, the DNA that's in Josh Allen, 
still firing. And that's what that means. There's a reason why we fear Buffalo. There's a reason why every year at the start of the year, Josh Allen is in the MVP conversation and the MVP odds. There's a reason why we put them in the Super Bowl year after year after year in the AFC Championship game year after year. We expect them to win the division year after year because that's what they do. And if this happens, this will show that they really haven't taken as big of a step back as we think they have. Which is yeah. scary, to Shady's point, for the rest of the AFC. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, this is scary. And if they get this done, right, this means, and it says, you don't want to see us. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because they have been in playoff mode for the last five weeks. And when you are in playoff mode, your rookies, a lot of your young players, second-year players, they are in playoff mode. When you get in the playoffs, the first game in the playoffs is the hardest game to get. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills been in playoff mode for the last five games. That's why when you watch that Dallas Cowboys game, it didn't mean the same. Buffalo was playing faster. Buffalo was playing more physical. It just looked like it was two different teams on the same field. When you talk about speed-wise and urgency-wise, Buffalo knew that this is the time. The young players have been in playoff mode. When you get into the playoffs, the hardest one to get is that first one. So a lot of these rookies on these other teams that haven't been in playoff mode, they already been in playoff mode in Buffalo. So this screams to me that it is going to be a problem if you got to come through Buffalo and they have won the last four straight and now it's going to be five straight, and you coming through Buffalo to a really confident, hot football team, and Josh Allen playing hey, football the right way, it's going to hey, be trouble. Two questions. Talk are, to me. Are you cold? Is that why you got a hoodie on? Yeah. It's Hoodie Friday. 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 This hoodie is a little bit thicker than usual, <laughs> though. It is winter. If Buffalo, is the hoodie on? Well, I mean, I put the hoodie on. You know, I started the hoodie. Started but, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, if you playing Buffalo. 100%. I don't care what none of the coaches say. We don't wear sleeves. Ball may slip. I wear sleeves. I'm from California, homeboy. Okay. <laughs> They get cold, they get cold in Buffalo. You got the worst sleeves, though, right, Shady? I mean, I'm no disrespect. No, y'all good. I'm a real man, man. No, but you from Harrisburg, though. When we we, we step on that field, if it's cold or hot, ain't no sleeves. Ain't none of that. I love it. I'm wearing sleeves. Hey, Zoe Taylor, arms is out. Everything's out. Holla at me. You know what's crazy is they used to tell me that in Green Bay, and we come off the sideline, they the first ones by the heater. Where my jacket? I'm standing up cheering the crowd over my hoodie on. You're not tough, bro. So cold in Buffalo. This, this is why they have a, a true advantage, though. I know we joking, but I'm gonna be serious, though. And I'm the home team. When we get cold out there in Buffalo, man. we play Miami Dolphins. They didn't want to play. They like, man. man. Even like tacklers that would normally tackle me, it's like I'm breaking through. You, you not hitting me for real? Yeah. It'll be so cold on the timeouts. I would go to the heater. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so they say you right, Shady. Yeah, I'll go in there, go in the game. I'll be. So he is right there. about that. But Shady. you know, you know what's crazy though? Because Green Bay, they used to be like, we want home for the event. You. <laughs> Put me on the road, man. Get me up out of this snow and this cold, man. Shady, you have invaluable insight to the question that I am about to ask. I don't think anybody on TV can answer it better than you, and I'm honored to ask it. Year you won the Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl conversation we have on this show. The Bucks started 7-5. and five. Yeah. Y'all won the last four games of the regular season. Y'all went into the playoffs hot. Y'all won the next four. Clearly, you won a Super Bowl. The Bills started off 6-6. Six and six. Mm-hmm. Y'all started off 7-5. and five. The Bills have won their last four games. If they beat the Dolphins, they would have won their last five. Take me into the psychology of a team that started off struggling, yeah. won their last four or five in the Bills' case, gets into the playoffs. Take me into that Super Bowl psychology when you're in the midst of that hot streak. Are you looking around at everybody else realizing we're it? Take me back, Shady. Take me mm. back. No, nah, that's a great question you asked that because they're so similar, right? Because even though they start out rocky, six and six, we start out seven and five. Mm-hmm. We were really, really good, and we knew we were really, really good. That's the, best. the Bills are, are coached very well. So were we. Bruce Arians is a really, really good coach. 
So we just had them, them bad moments where injuries happen, right? Guys are not playing. You got Tom Brady with all the reserves at one point in time. Mike Evans wasn't really healthy. The Bills had the same thing, right? The only difference is, is that our guys came back. Their guys won't come back. They're injured guys, mm. right? But the cool thing is we both have top quarterbacks. I mean, Tom Brady is, you know, Tom Brady, but, 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 but right now, um, Josh Allen is that guy. And the cool thing that worked out is, is that we have a veteran team that we all believe. And once you get hot, oof, you start getting so much confidence. That's it. The young guys not playing as much, they get confidence because you need them to step up because guys are injured. Yep. And then another thing is guys that are really, really good that don't need confidence, well, even when they get it, they're even better. And that's the one thing about playing a hot team that's on a hot streak. You don't want to see them because everything is gelling. Like, for example, there's times when a ball may be tipped that normally might be an incomplete pass. But when you hot, it's just like everything works. We get that, we get that catch, yep. first down. And then you just gain confidence. The same thing that happened the first game to that hot streak. Yeah. Second game, same thing. Third thing, you just get hot and hot and hot. And I think that right now, nobody wants to see a hot team. I, yeah. I experienced it with the Bucks, and now I'm seeing the same thing with the Bills. Now, Joy, you mentioned that, like, if the Bills win this game, in your opinion, they, are, they, they never left. Back like they never left. Number two seed. But, crazy enough... If they lose this game and the Steelers beat the backups for the Ravens and the Jags beat a Titans team that has nothing to play for, the Bills missed the playoffs. Mm -hmm. How does your opinion change? Because we're talking 60 minutes. 60 minutes could quite literally change your opinion from the Bills being mm. back like they never left to missing the playoffs. I don't want to put words in your mouth. How does your opinion change with how the outcome of this game and the other games go? Well, if that's the scenario, if we're going into Sunday night with a must-win game for the Bills, which is entirely possible, we could go into Sunday night where they're already locked into a playoff spot, so we'll have to find out on Sunday night. That's everything. That's the difference between a mark that you have on your legacy that we will bring up for years to come that in, in a year where you were healthy, not everybody else, but you were healthy and other guys in the conference were down and the conference as a whole, all the, all the guys that win every single year are down and you can't make the playoffs. That's a that's a big mark. And, it, and this and a line in the sand. There's one way or the other. Either you go back to the top and you hold your throne or you get completely knocked off. And that's the situation the Bills have put themselves in this year. James, this is my favorite question. As Shady was talking, as Joy was talking, I was listening and then I was thinking about this. You played with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, sir. And Aaron Rodgers, he, I think more than any quarterback in the modern era, he knows how to turn it off mm -hmm. and turn it on. Mm -hmm. 2014, I believe you were with the Packers. No, you were with the Raiders, but you know that Packers team very well. Packers start one and two. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers says, R-E-A-L-A-X, relax. Yeah, yeah. Packers go on. They go 12-4 and four that season. They go to the playoffs. If not for a fumbled onside I kick, did, yeah. Packers go to the Super Bowl. Mm. I think later on in Aaron Rodgers' career, the Packers start struggling again. He says, like, everybody calm down. Andy, you know better than I. Mm -hmm. Something else occurred later on in, in his career. Oh, he says, run the table in 2016. We're going to run the table. And run the table they did. Yeah. Josh Allen. Yes. He started off 6-6. Six and six. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, when it mattered, yeah. start beating boys. Ooh. Cowboys yeah. beat them. Chiefs mm -hmm. beat them. <clears throat> Dolphins, mm -hmm. he could beat them. The Eagles, he lost to them in overtime at the link. Take me into, like, the psychology of a quarterback who you know yeah. can turn it on when it's time to turn it on. Do you have ultimate belief in Josh Allen in this game? Because I feel like Aaron Rodgers was similar. You lost to them, yeah. but then he said relax, and he ran the table. Take me into that mentality of the confidence. And, I, and I'm not in the locker room with Josh. Uh, Shady has been in the locker room with Josh. But when Aaron says stuff like that, you see a different Aaron. You see a different Aaron at practice. You see a different Aaron in the meetings. Like, you like, oh, he ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude said what he said, relax, but these balls is a whole lot hotter coming at practice. Paul, shady, because you're looking at me crazy. <laughs> but he flicking the wrist, you know what I mean? And you're like, bruh, it's practice, relax. But 
Aaron Rodgers was so locked in to get us to where he wanted to take us, you've seen a totally different player. And when he stepped in between them lines, he was playing football at a very, very high level. You only, ha- you only could believe in him. Like, and that's what Josh is doing right now. Josh is playing this game at a high level, and since he had to have it, you see a different Josh. I don't know how he is in the building because I ain't there, but when I watch him play, you see a totally different Josh. And that's how Aaron was mindset-wise because he knew the ball is in his hand every time to get us there. And I tell you guys all the time, whenever Aaron said hike, I knew he was going to make the right play. And that's kind of how Josh Allen is playing this game right now. Whenever he says hike, he's making the right decisions and and willing his team to victory. Shady, last question. Is there any quarterback, obviously Lamar Jackson will win MVP more than likely, is there any quarterback you believe in going into the playoffs more than Josh Mm. Allen based on how they're playing right now? Patrick Mahomes, obviously I don't want anybody to go crazy. He said Josh Allen. No, but playing right now, is there any quarterback of the 14 that will make the playoffs, if the Bills make it, anybody you believe in more than Josh? And for the record... uh I don't really use other quarterbacks. I don't, I don't use, like, like Patrick Mahomes. I, he's in a whole nother, like, Fair. you know what I'm saying? He's in Mars. We, we, we were here on Earth. No. Josh Allen is that good. He's that dialed in. And he's that tough where I'm going to put it on myself. We're not running the ball. I'm going to run the ball. We need third and two. I'll get it. That's how he plays. He loves this type of atmosphere where his back's against the wall. I remember when he was Chris Thorne. He was a rookie. And um, the, he was trying to learn the offense. And it was tough for him. I would joke with him, like, hey, man. I mean, if you don't get this offense, you're never going to play. I mean, just do simple things like hut, go. You know what I mean? Just mess with him. But he, he would joke, but you could see how serious he was, how much like a competitor. Mm-hmm. And, yo, I might not know the plays yet. I might be messing up, but guess what? I'm going to make plays. Yep. And that's what he did, right? He's scrambling, breaking tackles, throwing it deep. We're like, oh, he can play. That's who he is. He's a competitor, and I, I just can't see him going out like that. I think we'll see a great performance by him against Miami, and he'll be in that playoff. This mm-hmm. is the game of the 17, we call, him, we call him Josh Franchise. That's the name I gave him. You heard. <laughs> uh, well, they're not calling Justin Fields a franchise quarterback. Right, they are not. <laughs> but will they be calling this as Justin Fields' last game oh for the Bears? The Bears Woo! take on the Packers. Is this the last game we will see Justin Fields in a Bears uniform? That would be shocking for the first-round pick just three years ago. Remember, check us out every day, Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM, the best conversation of the show after this commercial break. Fireworks. This topic will be fireworks. Turn your volumes up because Justin Fields, he is the most polarizing quarterback currently playing football actively because he's really good at times. With family, he's really bad at times. Regular season finale at Lambeau Field. Now get this. Here are the details. The Chicago Bears, they own the number one overall pick courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. Justin Fields, he is going into his fourth year at the end of the season. He's currently in his third year. Bears have a decision to make. Do you pick up his fifth-year option? Do you trade him and draft Caleb Williams, who many are saying is the most talented quarterback prospect in the last 10 years? Or do you simply just ride it out with Justin Fields and see what happens? Shady, can't believe I'm having this conversation (laughs) just three years after Justin Fields, the highly touted 40-touchdown, four-interception, his years in college were drafted Justin Fields but should this be Fields final game with the Bears now I gotta put myself in a GM hat right Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna say yes nothing against Justin Fields it's me just looking as a GM now if I was a GM last year right and I had a chance to trade on Killett Williams you see a guy like CJ Stroud what he's doing out there but Bryce Young is not really having that much success right Mm -hmm. but man I could have had CJ Stroud okay you know what I messed that up cool (sighs) next year we got a chance to get Caleb Williams, though. Mm. A special, special player when I watch him. 
it gives me some of that Patrick Mahomes, right? But the arm strength, the, uh, the, the way to be elusive, get out the pocket, make some passes, mm-hmm. generational talent. Or do I stick with a guy I have now? The guy that's eight or nine and 27 as a starter, right? That looks the same every year. Every year he has a bad year. Then at the end of the year, he, he looks better and better and better. So if it's me and I'm tired of my fans complaining about not winning, if I'm tired of not going to the playoffs, if I'm tired of not seeing consistent quarterback play, mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to get Caleb Wynn from USC. Mm-hmm. I got to go do it, no. right? Because if I don't do that next year, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to be at, this, at the draft, right, same position, got the number one or number two pick or number third pick. I don't want that. I need some change. And I think that Justin Fields is a super talent, but I don't think he's a really good quarterback. And, and as a young guy like him, I need to see some type of growth. I haven't seen it. So if it's me, I got to roll. I got to go to the USC and make it happen. Oof. Can I have the GM hat? Yeah. Pass it to me next. Thank Dang. you. Thank you. Pass it to me next. Hold on. Hold on. The hair up. Hey, tighten it up a little yeah, bit, though. It's a bit, you know what I mean? Okay. I am my joint from the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to lean into the side a little mm-hmm. bit. I need, I, need the, I need the face showing. I need the, I need the moneymaker. Okay. Um, all right. So you're saying last year I had the number one overall pick mm-hmm. because we were really bad. Yeah. So we got the number one overall pick off the strength of how terrible we were. Mm-hmm. So we're number one overall pick. We have C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. We pass on all three of those and stick with Justin Fields, which, by the way, I thought they should have done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Justin Fields another year. We're going to give him a number one receiver, right? Mm. We're going to make a trade, give him a number one receiver. Give him another year to develop and to look like a franchise guy, like uh, Joe Burrow in his third year, like Jalen Hurts maybe in his third year. Ooh, by the way. We did some comparisons, too. Did a little comparing mm-hmm. to Jalen Hurts. Go down the list of all these other guys. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, franchise guys, right? He doesn't look like a franchise guy right now. He's developing. He's looking better, right? He's getting better. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a franchise guy. Or we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't if it was in any way not split. No. If it was any of those other guys. And we still have conversations about Jalen Hurts, even though he was in a Super Bowl. So my point is, this isn't, they don't have the number 10 overall pick only, which is where they're picking, right? They have, a, they have the first round, the number one overall pick, and they have the 10th pick. Mm-hmm. If they just have the 10th pick, we don't even need to have this conversation. Stick with Justin Fields, build around him. You're not in a position to really get one of the best guys in the draft. You're not in a position to get Caleb Williams. You can, the fan base clearly wants him. So maybe you do have another year to see what he is. But that's not the situation. The situation is you had the number one overall pick last year, and you pass on three guys, mm-hmm. one of whom looks like they're really good in C.J. Stroud. Okay, we'll give, you a, we'll give you a pass on that one because you wanted to give Justin Fields another year. Boom. Fast forward, you have the number one overall pick again yeah. and the 10th overall pick. Yeah. Only this time, Caleb Williams is staring at you like, mm-hmm. what's up? You going to go with me or are you going to run it back with Justin Fields again? Yeah. And here's the problem. If Caleb Williams turns out to be what we think Caleb Williams can be, he might not be. But if he is, and you passed on him, and you had the chance to do that, you're fired. And you should be fired. You should be fired. If you're in the situation right now that you are next year in the same situation where you're out the playoffs, you have no chance of making the playoffs, no chance of winning the division, and Justin Fields looks good at the end of the year again, you're fired, and you should be. Because you passed on not just those three quarterbacks, not just Caleb Williams, but all these other guys. The odds are not in your favor. The easy, simple business answer is to draft Caleb Williams. And, and real quick, that's a good point by getting fired. Now, in Buffalo, I want him to get to the names, but if you know who I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. We had a chance to get Patrick Mahomes, right? And, and our GM we had at the time was really, really good. He was getting all type of players in there. 
And he said, the owner said, look, hey, you don't even think I get that. I don't get into the football operations, but listen, I want this, that dude with the nice hair and all that from mm-hmm. Texas Tech. I need him. I want him. Mm-hmm. We could have got him. Yeah. He ain't go top three, mm-hmm. top two, top five. He ain't go that. We had a chance to get him. The GM did not bring Patrick Mahomes to Buffalo, and you know what happened to him? Yeah. Out of there. Fired. Yeah. He texts me next week like, hey, Shay, have a great season, man. Yeah, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> so, come on. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of people fired for making decisions like that, you know. It's been a lot of people fired and got a good quarterback on their team right now, and they still fired. So that happens. Um, can I get the hat? <laughs> I'm going to put mine on regular. You know, I ain't going to lean Yeah, okay, side. okay. Um, straight, straight, flat bill. I'm the GM. Justin Fields stepping in my office, brother. Listen here, bro. You go out here and you get this one done, you make my job a little bit easier. You playing really good football, you finishing this thing five and two, right? Those two games you lost could have went either way, right? You almost was seven and oh. You playing at a very high level, throwing the ball, making plays out of the pocket. You just was on crazy work. I was watching speak. <laughs> you just was on crazy work, making big time plays. So we know you a playmaker. But this one right here in Lambeau Field, you got to go get this one done. I truly believe if he gets this one done in Lambeau Field, and a lot of it is because of him, and since they've been on this Five game, five and two stretch since he's came back from injury. A lot of the wins has came because of him. If I know that you are my quarterback, I'm looking at my roster. I got a Pro Bowl cornerback, right? I got a Pro Bowl, all pro slash and swift. We just traded for our sweat. We just traded for pass rusher. I'm trading this first overall pick as a GM for Caleb Williams, who everybody mouth is watering over and all this oh, type stuff. Yeah, wow. pause. You go ahead and say Shady. I'm trading it and I'm getting three more of these first round picks. You guys want Caleb Williams so bad. Give me three of these first round picks. Now I have four of them. Right. So I'll go get Marvin Harrison Jr. I'll go get another pass rusher to go on the other side of sweat. I might get another corner to go on the other side of my Pro Bowl corner, and I got a team in this division to where I truly believe Justin Fields could win this division, because that's where you got to start at, right? Can we win the division? If you have four first-round picks and you're able to put together a really good team around Justin Fields, and he finished this strong, finishing the season 5-2, and two, I'm sticking with Justin Fields, I'm trading, I'm getting all those picks, and I'm building a really good team around him because he has shown me that he can win football games here on this stretch. I like this conversation because I honestly think it can go either way. I think you can argue for Justin Fields. I think you can argue for Caleb Williams. Here is my question, though, to you, James Jones, and I know Shady and Joy are probably thinking something similar at some point in time. It's easier to hit on one player in Caleb Williams than it is to hit on four players. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about trading that number one overall pick for all these other picks, now you gotta hope that Marvin Harrison hit. Mm -hmm. Then you gotta hope that the tackle you draft hit. Mm -hmm. Then you gotta hope that the other pass rusher hit, as opposed to simply hoping Mm -hmm. that Caleb hits. It's easier in my mind to simply hit on Caleb Williams than it is to pray that you hit on three or four other picks, not to mention you can always trade Justin Fields for a second or third round pick. So based upon that, why would you not say to yourself, wait, we've already got lucky. We traded Bryce Young for Caleb Williams and DJ Moore because that's what it came down to. Uh They traded that number one overall pick for DJ Moore plus another first round pick who you can now use on Bryce Young. You got lucky. By the grace of God, the Panthers were terrible. You got DJ, you got Caleb. For Bryce, take your money, go to the cashier, cash out. Why would you not make that decision? Because you're a gambling man, right? No doubt. So, you know, if they came to you and they say, Acho, you could get one 
first-round pick, and he might turn around and be a superstar. You know, you watched him in college. Or you could get four or five of them, Macho. Making a point. You know? He's making a point. You, you could get four or five of them, and you got have a quarterback that showed you talent-wise and playing on the field. He's capable of winning you games. That's what he showed us in this stretch. true. He's five and two. Not, yo, yo, listen. This, this, you now do you this can. over and over again. It's like you just dismiss the All season. The and you go to with, to help your argument out the last couple of games. After he you came can't back act from like that, but them other games counted. No, that's why we having them this games, conversation. Them games them other last games. year, them games counted. I understand. So when that. you look at somebody's resume, who you want? For example, if Caleb Williams was in last year's draft for CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, who do you think they're gonna take? Caleb Williams. He's that good. I understand. So my thing, if if there was a quarterback in the draft that was just like like a Baker Mayfield yeah. or all yeah. type of guys, like okay, I can see you just sticking with. Um, um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. But when you got somebody like, like Caleb Williams, yeah. like, what are we talking about? No, I understand where you're coming from, but... You want to get fired. So you no, want to get fired. I understand, yeah, you don't, you don't like I understand where you're coming from. And if, if he was playing the way he was playing last year or the way he started this year, this wouldn't even be a topic. It wouldn't even be a topic. No, the no, only no, reason no, it's no, a no, topic no, 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 right true. now... Every, is, every, the last two years I watched this happen. Stop me from lying. You and you. Because he wasn't here. Yeah. He, he has a bad year, right? He shows some flashes of yeah. greatness as far as talent-wise. Gets to the end of the season, he makes some play. He makes some 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 games to get, He puts some games together. Yeah. He did it last year. Yeah. And the same question was, oh man, you know what? Are they giving up on him too soon? Or are they gonna keep him or get rid of him? No doubt. Okay, let's fast forward to today. Bad season, right? He gets to the, the last bit of the season, and he starts playing well, right, have some good games, and now we start talking about, is he going to be the quarterback for the future? Yeah, see, it's the same pattern, though. But it's not the same pattern, because when you watch him play, he's getting better. He is getting better. Weird. When you, my question. But, 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 you just told me it's more bad than going to the table watching getting him, right? better, getting better is, is... Five and two. Getting better is important. Five and two. Not five and two. <laughs> getting better is important. And again, if they didn't have the number one overall pick, this really wouldn't even need to be a conversation. you got to ride it out with him all the way until you find out exactly what you have in him because you're probably not getting better. But you don't. This is not a cut-and-dry scenario. Mm-hmm. You have the number one overall pick in the draft two mm-hmm. years in a row, and this year mm-hmm. it just happens to be Caleb Williams is available. Now, again, maybe Caleb Williams will not be the star that we think he can, ha, can be. Maybe he won't. But what is a more – if I told you we fast-forward, fast forward, we're right here on this set next year, same time. We will be. Would you be more surprised if one of the, what is it, seven prospects that are coming out, like quarterbacks that we're really talking about, six, seven guys, five to seven guys, right, in this draft that we're talking about, going to go in the first three rounds. What is more likely, that Justin Fields has a similar season, maybe even slightly better, but still misses the playoffs at the end of next year in Chicago, or one of those guys, including the three that you passed on last year, are great? I'm betting on uh, option A. Uh, I'm betting on option A also, especially if it means my job and my house. I know you guys like to gamble. You don't usually gamble like your home. Nah. Like, oh, it's not. all in and my house and my crib. You won't love it that much. And all the cars. <laughs> what, what's that thing? And, and the kids. But the kids and the kids and the kids' uh, uh, stability. I'm not gonna traumatize them, put them in a new city. Yeah. You, you gamble in all of that? Because that's what you're talking about. I think Justin Fields has a future in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna go to another place. I think he can get in the right system and have a lot of success. But three years in, if we are. Adam, we are debating this vivid, like, we, we all feel passionately that we don't know what he is after three years in the league. Mm-hmm. Most three. people don't get three years. Here's my question, though, Joy, based upon what you're saying. If you believe, because I agree with everything you said up until this last sentence, if you believe that Justin Fields can go somewhere else and have a lot of success in the <laughs> league, close quote. Then that's have the same. some success. 
then isn't that the same risk you're running by letting, one, by letting a pick go? Because if you think Fields can have success, and Caleb can have success, or Drake May can have success, or Michael Penix can have success, or Bryce Young, or Bo Nix, or anybody else, if you think he can be successful, then he can be successful. Well, he clearly hasn't been successful in Chicago. We have seen players leave places and be more successful. After years and years and years, Matthew Stafford was in Detroit forever. Right? Mm-hmm. We thought he was talented. He was good. Never won a playoff game. But is that, and then he went to, went to Sean McVay and the Rams, all that talent, and won a Super Bowl. But is that based upon the player or the organization? Sometimes it's both. But what you know, and Shady, you know, because you've both brought it up, there's never been a 4,000-yard passer in the history of the Bears. Right. Matthew Stafford went to a Rams organization that had won a Super Bowl. He went, back, went to a Super Bowl. He went back. He won it. So... If you think Fields can be successful, like if that is within y'all's hearts of hearts, wait, wait, I don't necessarily wait, disagree. Wait, wait, I don't, who, who said he could be successful? I, I said that. Oh, so talk to her. Okay, bet. <laughs> if, if you think Fields can be successful, then, then I actually think you, you stick with him. Because no, if he can be successful, in, then he, I think I think he might be, okay? But what, what I do know is Caleb Williams buys you at least two more years as an organization, probably three, because if you gave Justin Fields three years, you sure as hell are going to give Caleb Williams three years. I understand Chicago, and I've given Chicago lots of grief for their inability to develop quarterbacks. They've never had a franchise quarterback. They've never had a quarterback throw for more than 4,000 yards. As an organization, that's a fact. So I hear you, but what I'm talking about is this is not a cut-and-dry scenario. This isn't, oh, we can just go get, yeah. like, we, we, we might get the 10th, 10th pick in the draft type talent. No, mm. you have the number one overall pick and it's Caleb Williams. Mm. But th- this is my issue though. Like, and, and I think God is trying to send us all a sign that we're missing. What sign right? Last year they had a chance to get a first round one overall, overall pick. Right? pick yeah. So it's like, listen, he, he sent, he sent the, the little boat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We straight on the island. And you, missed you know it. what I mean? Like bears, <laughs> look, ownership. I sent you out a boat. You know what I mean? You don't want to take the draft? Cool. We're in the same situation this year. He's sending a yacht from USC. <laughs> take the yacht. If y'all don't do it this time, he's like, I sent y'all ways to get off that island. We're not listening. But real quick, because we said we had a GM hat so on. Take yours off, please. Take that. Take it off, right? My and put your helmet back on, right? Okay. Oh. Put your Packer helmet back on. Like oh. right now, right? Strap right 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 it up. You ready for this? Because you, you caught yeah. passes from a lot of us. Who? Hall of Famers. Yep. Brett Forth and Aaron Rodgers. I know where you're going, Shady. Right. I know where you're going, Shady. If I ask you, my brother, yes, sir. and I say, listen, put your helmet on, mm-hmm. go back to the football players, a wide receiver, mm-hmm. do you want Justin Fields throwing you the ball? Yeah. Or do you want Caleb Williams throwing you the rock? Don't lie. And I'm going to look at the screen. I don't, don't know lie. what you're about don't to say. Don't you lie, that James. Is a, that is a really, Don't you dare really, tell a lie. Really, really, Don't you really dare tell a lie. Walk off the fed. I'll tell you know me. Let me put my helmet on. We used to have this. Put your mouth be sitting. We used to have this, <laughs> this saying in Green Bay, put your helmet on. And when you hear that click, because you know we didn't have the zip-ups. So when you hear that click, it's time to go. You know what I'm saying? It's game time. Everybody always gets mad at me. And I ain't going to switch the question. I'm going to answer the question. Everybody always gets mad at me. Lawyers. Do you want Matthew Stafford or do you want Lamar Jackson? And I say, as a receiver, give me Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. As a coach... Okay, but you, but you coaches don't on. wear helmets, James. Hold on, I'm going to answer the question. He do, he do magic. I'm going to answer the question. I want Justin Fields. If I got my helmet on, clack, clack, and I'm in that huddle, Give me Caleb Williams. Okay. That's it. Well, he, he's a, he so, I mean, let's go to break. 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 Go to
magic. Yeah, he's the magician. I answered your question. When we return, quite literally. I'm going to break because I was going to keep going. Win and you're in. Colts, Texans, the winner of that team is in the playoffs. The loser, they are out. This is literally a playoff game before the playoffs begin. We are honored to have it in week 18. This is crazy. Which team would be the tougher out if, if and when they make the playoffs? Next on Speak. The playoffs are here, family. Family, it is serious business in the AFC South. This is really a pivotal game because it's win and you're in. The playoffs quite literally start tomorrow based upon that premise. Now, think about it. The Houston Texans have a phenomenal season, but the Colts have had just a phenomenal season, just as a phenomenal season. So my question, James Jones, very simply for you. Again, whoever wins, they make it in. But who would be the tougher out in the playoffs? The Texans, D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud, or the Colts? I think it's going to be the Texans. I mean, at one point during this season, we had C.J. Stroud in the MVP conversation. So when I look at this football game, I'm going best quarterback. And I think C.J. is playing at a very, very high level. And he's playing at a higher level than Gardner Minshew. So ball in his hands, this team is really, really good. And they play really good defense. I'm taking C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans as well, but I'm also focusing on the defense. This whole season long, it's really been about defenses. We had Miles Garrett on yesterday, and he confirmed that I was correct. It has been about defenses all season long, and the Texans have the better statistical defense. I think that pair with C.J. Stroud and just the season that they've had, I'm going to go with the Texans. Mm, I think about the combinations from a coach and a quarterback, and who's better than... D'Amico Ryans, mm. and you got C.J. Stroud. I think they play solid defense. They stop running, play tough. And then on offense, your quarterback, he's a rookie, but he's playing like a veteran. I'm going with the Texans as well. Mm, Texans it is. Is it interesting? I think it's the Colts. Ooh. I don't know why. Yeah. I, think it's a, I think the Colts have a more veteran team, and I think that matters. I love what C.J. Stroud has done. D'Amico Ryans, obviously my former teammate, quite literally a big brother of mine. But when I think about in the playoffs, now I'm starting to think about the veteran presence on the Colts. I'm thinking about Pittman. I'm thinking about Nelson. I'm thinking about Taylor. I'm thinking about those vets. They, to me, would be a tougher out. But this game is going to be great. And speaking of great games, no greater game for this team than the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles playing this weekend. Eagles started off 10 and 1, but family, they've lost four of their last five. The whole world has been shocked by the demise and collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles. Head coach Nick Sirianni pictured on your screen along with the tight ends right there. But what needs to be pictured is an Eagles W. James Jones, I will say it, big dog. I'll say it loud and I will say it very, very confidently. Eagles need not just to win, they need a blowout. Mm-hmm. Period. If the Eagles don't get a blowout, y'all might as well not even go to the playoffs. And the reason I say they need a blowout isn't because I want to see a cute score on the scoreboard. The reason the Eagles need a blowout is because if the Eagles play good football, they will blow the Giants out. It will not be coincidence, nor by chance, nor by luck, that the Eagles blow the Giants out. If the Eagles play good football, they'll blow the Giants out. And for the love of God, Mm -hmm. can the Eagles play good football? Eagles haven't had a double-digit win since the Miami Dolphins game. That feels like ages ago. I think that was in October. So the Eagles desperately, desperately need a blowout. Not just because we want to see a cute score. Not because you get style points. Not because you win the division even more if you blow the team out. No. But if the Eagles play well, Mm -hmm. they will blow them out. There's no possible way that the Eagles can play well and win close. Yeah. Devontae Smith. A.J. Brown, DeAndre Swift, Jalen Hurts. There's no way they can play well and win close. Not if you play well in all phases of the game. The only way they blow the team out is if they play well. And if they play well, they blow the team out. So I have to see a blowout by the Philadelphia Eagles.
I 100% agree. Um, this has to be a beatdown. They need to walk into the locker room and they need to say, that's how it's supposed to look. Oh, See that? oh hey, that'd that, be amazing. Hey, that's how you block. When we do that, that would bro, be we amazing. unstoppable. They need to walk into the locker room off of that field, blowing this Giants team out and walking into there saying, we're going into the playoffs playing good football. It might be false confidence. It might be real confidence. But as you walk off the field, you're not stepping up there saying, we did not play our best football. This is the last dress rehearsal until the real thing is about to get started. Walk off that field and step up to that podium and say, that's the Eagles we've been looking for all season long. And we're going into the playoffs and we're letting everybody know that we are going to be a problem confidence-wise for us. When we turn on the film on Monday, Tuesday, I don't know how many days you're going to have off. When we turn on the film, you look at it and say, if we play like that, we can beat anybody. Right now, they can't turn on the tape saying that. This is how they need to walk off the field with a beat down on the New York Giants, walking into this playoffs, feeling good about themselves, getting their confidence back up high, and going to work in the playoffs. Blow they up. need to get a win. Mm. They need to get a win. That's just that, that's they, they lost last mm. week. Do you think they'd prefer a, a fancy uh, win last year or last week or just a win? Probably just a win. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Morally, moral victory sounds good. Energy, momentum, all that stuff matters. But you also need to get a win. When does the Giants' uh, NIL money come in? Never. Never? Do they get paid on Tuesday? Yes, they do. Yes. They get checks. Mm. They got agents. Yeah, they, do. they got contracts. Mm. Do they have a coach of the year there? Yes, they do. They do? Okay. So they're all professionals as well. We've been doing this all season long. We need this team to blow this team out. Everybody's professionals. Most games in the NFL are, are, come down to one score. Three points. What's the spread every single game at home? Three points. It's usually a one-score game. This is the NFL. Everyone gets paid to be there. Everyone's professionals. They're 1% of 1%. I understand some teams are better than others. I get it. But what the Philadelphia Eagles need to do is win a game. Because last week, they lost. So we would love to see a blowout win. Everybody do everything perfect and then go into the postseason with some momentum feeling good. Yes. But really what they need, what they really need is a win at all. Because they lost last week. So you good with a 7-6 win? They're in the postseason. No, I'm not good with it. That's not great, but it is a win. 2-5, you're the Eagles' all-time rushing leader, man. Yes, I am. Talk to me, man. Yes, I am. Well, blowout. very disappointing game last week. We lost to the Arizona Cardinals, who's in place to get a top-five draft pick. They can't wait to get that. I'm going to go with just get a win, right? (laughs) You guys haven't been to Philadelphia in quite some time. (laughs) I was there last week. Sad out there. It's a sad day out there in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a win, right? And, and I, I'm, I'm at the point now where I always kept saying, man, you know, we're going to change it around. <laughs> the players, like the coaches, we're going to change it around, right? I keep going. If I keep going, I'm going to be outside the desk. We're going to change it around. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? No, we need to get a win because we, we are a team. I think that's who we are. When you watch tape, right, normally you watch tape, you either get worse from watching tape or you get better, right? I think we stayed the same. Even when the games we won, we looked the same way. The games we lost looked the same way. That's who we are. So yeah. at this point, let's get a win. It might be ugly, but get the dub. Yeah. Even in, and another thing is, if you watch some of the games that we did lose or we was in a tough battle, like, like the uh, Giants. Mm-hmm. People forget that we were up 20 to 3 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And what happened? I thought it was going to be a blowout. I said, finally, we have to blow them out. And what happened? Yep. Got close and close. We almost lost that game. So at this point, 
Philadelphia. I know what y'all thinking. That's, Get one dub and keep it moving. It's interesting, James. I think I'm about to say yeah. what you were about to say. <laughs> I feel, if I'm being honest, no different about the Giants game than I do the Cardinals game. There it is. I don't. I don't. Not as an analyst. Maybe as a player, you'd feel different. Maybe, uh, Joy, you'd feel different. I feel no different because the only difference between that game is the Giants had a more talented, the Cardinals had a more talented quarterback. Mm-hmm. Eagles did the same thing. They were up against the Giants. Giants came back, but the Giants didn't have enough to win it. Up against the Cardinals, Cardinals came back, Cardinals had enough to win it. So even if they get this win that you speak of, Joy, that you speak of, and if you believe in getting a win, I have no issue with it. I just disagree with it. But even if you just get a win, unless you change your ways, then what you do against the New York Giants, that just getting a win, it's not going to work but against the Lions. I, I don't what, what, do we that. feel that the Eagles, like Shady just said, the tape, is the same, whether you win or lose. We feel like the Eagles have been the same way all season long? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, if that's the case, then the same thing they did all season long was good enough to beat the Rams, was yep. good enough to beat the Dolphins, mm-hmm. was good enough to beat the Cowboys, mm-hmm. was good enough to beat the Chiefs, was good enough to beat the Bills. Now, I don't think the Eagles are playing good football right now at all, but what we're all saying is they've been playing the same football that they were playing at the beginning of the year that they're playing now. The difference is they're not doing what? Winning. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking me what the Eagles need to do, they need to win. Because they were doing the same thing they were doing at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I almost just cursed. They were doing the same thing that they were doing the same thing they were doing at the beginning of the season that they're doing now. The difference is they're not winning. So you're saying you feel differently, you feel the same way about the Giants game and the Cardinals game. That's my you point. can't. The difference is they won that game and they didn't win the Cardinals game. And that is the, the issue that is going to come up in the postseason. The Eagles are who they are at this point. That's right. They haven't changed. They haven't made the adjustments they need to make. This is their this they are a non-identity team going Damn. into the postseason. The only thing that we know at some point this season they were able to do is play this version of football and get a win at the end of the game. Right. Yeah, my and, and, my, and my thing is. I feel like the way we play, you talk about teams we beat, I like at the playoffs, NFC, yo. I mean, even though we play like we played, we can beat the Seahawks. We almost beat them the way we played. The Cowboys, we beat them the way we played. Yeah. The Rams, yo, we beat them the way we played. Right. Only team I think we can't beat is the Niners. Mm-hmm. Here's my question, well, though, James. Obviously, I'm ask him a question. Go ahead, big dog. Who you asking? I'm asking like, I like no, you a question. Oh. Um, <laughs> because we had a topic after the Giants game, and you said, ooh. My dogs is in trouble. The Eagles is in trouble, right? That, yeah. So, so, and but you won. But you still was like, man, we in trouble. Mm-hmm. So you had me put on a Bears helmet. Uh-huh. I just want you to go back. You probably got one at the crib right now. Put on your Eagles yeah. helmet. You know what? Put on it's that 2-5. <laughs> <laughs> put on that 2-5 helmet, okay. right? And take the 2-5 back and, on the tail. And, and, and get on the plane. Ride the bus to the plane. Get on the plane. Crazy little suit. Have a crazy suit on. Land, I'm at yep. the Chanel or, 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 or the Louis Vuitton glasses That's on. It. And Diamonds you, on the air. Yep. Okay, I'm back. I got the be Beast by Dre on. Beast by Dre. I'm ready. Be, when you get off the bus in New York, it's going to be a different outfit. You're going to be flying again, walking into the locker room, mm-hmm. putting on your helmet, walk off that field with your helmet on, winning that game 7-6. Or walk off that field winning that game 42-17. Right. Mm-hmm. How are you going to feel with that Philadelphia helmet on the next week? What is more important, the W or walking off the field with that 42-17? Blowout. I'm going to feel the same way we felt all year. Because all year we played the same way. So you're going to have the same confidence. Yup, that, that, that we won the game, and it was, it was ugly. And I think that's, we are that, that's who we are now. And everybody you talked about we beat, when we played the, 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 uh, the, the, um, the Bills, 
right? I was in Vegas watching that game, right? Feet up, drink in my hand, having a joy myself. And even though they, we, we won that game, it was an ugly win. It was. But we beat a good team. So I, I'm at this point That's where I don't care what it looked like nowadays. Now, listen, because, like, one thing about in sports and life, you got to adjust. Yeah. It don't always go that way. It don't go that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, some of us, it wasn't good for him. Well, everybody else, we got to go. It's like all like that. I'm cool with that right now. But if we win that game, ugly how it is, mm. I'm cool with that. But that's the because difference. Because we beat, we beat everybody the same way, James but Jones. The, but the difference What's is, the difference? is the playoffs? Beating, you beat good teams that way. Okay. The Giants is not a good team. And you're going into the playoffs Man, to play good at this, teams. At this point, it don't matter if it's, it, it, who, who, who the quarterback or the team is. As long as we get the win. We beat good teams in the playoffs. I just named them all. We beat all them playoff teams the same way. So you're going to feel extremely a, confident if they win 7-6 going into the playoffs? Or are you going to come on here saying you're worried about them? I'm worried, I'm worried about a team that got to win. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Because you, you won games. Hold up. Because you asked me questions you didn't know about. You won games not feeling good, but you happy you won. But you weren't confident about them. What you mean? I'm confident we got the win. But, but when we come in here next week and they, they beat the Giants, we're going to be like, oh, we, we all of a sudden believe in the Eagles now? Or are we going to say, well, they were just the Giants? I think it depends no, on I, how. Yeah. I think Because at least I think there's enough maturation at this desk to say, oh, well, it looked good. Oh, well, this looked good. Oh, they didn't give up the lead. Oh, they didn't give up that. Oh, they didn't give up this. Again, Shady, you and I had different Eagles experiences. That's why I love it. You were always focused on winning and this and that. Because I was practice squad and uh, 53rd man on the roster, I could be more realistic. You can't be. You got to have always optimists. Oh, so you're like, we're going to lose. In 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 2013... I knew we were making it to the playoffs. We was 10 and 6. We started 9 and 3. I think we finished 10 and 6. We made it to the playoffs. But I was looking around because I got to watch more film than Shady because Shady had to focus on getting healthy and treatment and rehab. Meanwhile, I got to be scout team Luke Keekley. I got to be scout team Demario Davis. I was looking, I was like, we're not that good. The fans might think we are. Nick Foles might think we are. Shady might think we are. D-Jack, J-Mac, Evan Mathis, all these guys. I'm like, we're not that good. And I know we're not that good. And I can be real with myself that we're not that good because I don't have as much at stake at 2-5. He's all-time leading rusher. I'm here today, gone tomorrow. I done seen the tape. I know we're not that good. So even when we make the playoffs, mm. we not going far. Mm-hmm. We played the Saints. We lost the first game to the Saints. Saints lose to the Seahawks. Seahawks were better than everybody that year. So I'm not but even mad. But, but, but first of all, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think because that team, compared to this team, the Eagles, they actually beat these playoff teams. Sure. So even the guys you're talking about, like, we beat them already. We, we beat have. the Cowboys. Sure. Right? I don't think the NFC is, like, super hard this year. The Cowboys get the Niners, which is a different. Other than the Niners, we can beat all the teams that we already my, did. Here's my question for both, the, for Joy, for you. And, 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 and let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. I know this as a player, right? No matter how bad you play, coach, you're going to say this and that and third. When we win the game in the locker room, we huddle up. Everybody got their shirts off, towels on, right? They're going to break it down. At the end of the thing, he's going to say is, yo, we playing next week. No doubt. And that's all that matters. No but my thing is now, though, they're playing next week regardless. So, so because wait, they're so playing wait, next wait, week regardless. We, we, hold on, but if we win, right? Let's say we beat whoever we play in the, play, uh, the Bucks, mm-hmm. And we look the same way we look, like just regularly. Starting we next week, I'm with y'all. Starting, oh, okay, starting okay, playoffs, okay. I'm with well, Joy and I'm with Shady. Matters. That's all that. Come to playoffs when it is quite literally win in advance, okay. I am with both okay. of y'all. I will stand on this desk and say it. Ooh. But right now, there's still energy to get better. Mm-hmm. And while there's still energy and opportunity to get better, I want to see the Eagles I, get I, better. I don't disagree with you. And I, I, I'd love to see the Eagles look different. Me too. But like Shady said, I, I don't, once somebody tells me who they are, like, you got it, dog. I believe you. It's the last week of the season. I believe you. I believe this is who the Eagles are now. You've convinced me. I don't need to be swayed. So just go get the win. Because who you are got a loss last week. Wins and losses are different. 
Kyler Murray, we may not have some questions about what he is or not. He's getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do what he does. So somebody think he's correct, that good. Correct. That's somebody do. Somebody took him number one overall in the draft. What I'm saying is I don't like what we've done this year, where it's like this win counts more than this win than that win. We do that every year, but only with the best, best teams. This year we're doing with everybody. Oh, you got to blow the Giants out. Who the Giants? The Giants just all some straight busters, top to bottom. Ain't nobody over there a dog. No, Ain't nobody there showing up to work. Here's what nobody over there is a professional. Here's what I love about not being that good in the league. Oh, I love it. 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 I take pride in not being that good in the league because I still made it to the desk. Oh, I take pride in it. <laughs> I love it because this reason. I know how much better Shady was than me. I was in the NFL. I am a one percenter of the one percenter. I know how much better James Jones was than me. I was a one percenter of the one percenter. You watching the show, I was better at football than you. <laughs> but I wasn't better than this one or than that one. So if Shady and I play, Shady better blow me out. Mm. Second round pick. Shady better blow me out. If I got to cover James on an overall boy, if you don't mix me up. If I got to cover James on an outroll boy, if you don't give me that work, because he's better than me. So yes, the Giants are NFL players too. But Lane Johnson is better than Kayvon Thibodeau. But, yeah. Darius Slay is better than Darius Slayton. DeAndre Swift is better than Bobby Okereke. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just better than and yet, And that the Carolina Panthers, who were so bad that they got someone else the number one overall pick, won some games this won year. Two of them, but they, won two of them. But for me, this is, like, me and Shady agree on this, right? We, but... Confidence is everything going into the playoffs. The year we won the, the Super Bowl, we were playing terrible football. We won a couple, we lost a couple, but we weren't playing good football. The last three, two, three games, we started playing the right football, beating people up, and we went into the playoffs getting off the bus like these boys in trouble. They done let us in the playoffs. We got swag, we got confidence, we turn it on the tape, we playing the right way. Like, blowing somebody out means more than just winning these close games for confidence-wise. And we walked into the playoffs feeling extremely confident, playing the right football, and we went and we won the Super Bowl. That's why for me, for Philadelphia, yes, you're in. Yes, you had some close wins. But this is your last dress rehearsal. You lost three out of the last four to get you some swag and confidence back with beating a team down, not a good football team, even though they're getting paid on Tuesday, and walking into these playoffs playing the right football, the kind of football you wanted to play all year long. Take it home, 2-5. Yeah, who, who had the swag on your team? Everybody, bro. Nick Collins, <laughs> I mean, Charles Woodson, Clay Matthews. Yeah, all, Charles I can, I can go all the way down. Yeah, and Clay. You know, they're some great players. You, you said swag, though? Swag. Bro, Clay? With Confidence. With the hunt? Yeah, who else? You, you ain't no, got to no, explain the choice. some other guys there. See Wood with the wrist tape mean, to the other wrist tape to the black wrist tape to the gold wrist tape? They was nice, though, but... James Jones with the hoodie? Bro. They said swag. That's swag, BJ Riley with the... We played them boys. They did some But when they got off the bus, everything he said was like, right, Collins. Yes. When we played them in Philadelphia and they beat us mm -hmm. in 2810. Yeah, we right? knew y'all couldn't mess with us. When they get off the bus, they came to Philadelphia. We, we said, yo, they got talent. Down. Yo, they got confidence. No swag? The one thing we said they did not have, uh, they had no swag. Oh, we walked out of there with what? They won. Okay. They won. But he said swag. <laughs> Family, when we return, it is America's favorite segment on television. Oh, is it? No, shake it. It's not crazy work. Oh, okay, my It's time for George Taylor to hand out flowers to the unsung stories you need to hear about in sports. She'll tell you all about them. I promise you want to hear about what you don't yet know about on the other side of this commercial break. Bro, I ain't get a flower yet. Time for Friday Flowers. Joy, take it over. 
Well, let's go. Let's get started, Acho. That was a quick intro. Let's start with some huge football news. Say hello to the United Football League America. On Fox NFL Sunday, the USFL and the XFL announced their merger, forming one spring football league to rule them all, the okay. UFL. So here's some fun details you need to know. The inaugural game kicks off on March 30th between the XFL champion, Arlington Renegades, and the USFL champion, the Birmingham Stallions. The league has eight teams, broken up into XFL and USFL conferences, and players report to training camp on February 24th, less than two weeks after the Super Bowl. So very exciting news. Football never stops on Fox Sports, and we are excited to lead the way in spring football with the UFL. A lot of players have gone on to the NFL, so that's very exciting news. More jobs and more opportunity, and of course, more football. And speaking of football, fall football has never been bigger either. So we love football around here. We love the NFL. We've got oh, NFL yeah. players. We talk about the NFL. Well, this year, the NFL and its partners broadcasted a record high 93 of the 100 most watched telecasts in America. Fox proudly carried 29 of those broadcasts, including six of the top 10 Big work, guys, heading into week 18 and then the playoffs, so there's no doubt the NFL will keep setting records. We love football around here. What can we say? It's America's sport. Sometimes we watch America's team. And finally, <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. has had a hell of a ride during his college football career. We've been seeing the Huskies quarterback a lot lately. Sorry, Ocho, did beat the Longhorns. <laughs> and the semifinal to make the college football playoff final at the Heisman ceremony, finishing up as the first runner-up to winner Jalen Daniels and climbing rapidly up the NFL draft boards. So wanted to give Penix some flowers. He had a really nice game the other night. We're looking forward to seeing Washington in the national championship against Michigan. Really great, uh, great career for him. Obviously, it was cut sh uh, short his early years with some injuries, but we are excited to watch him this weekend. So flowers to Michael Penix, to football, and to spring oh, football. His socks is lit. Thank you. You like these? Yeah, like. Feel a little different. <laughs> <laughs> flowers to Shady, too, because he never gets flowers and for, mm. for some reason. What are you going to do? Flowers? No, no, no. We need Flowers, flowers. Flowers, flowers? Okay. You want like the you want like the the, 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 forever, the forever flowers? Yeah, 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 yeah. How many of those have you ordered over? Uh, probably like 25. Mm, there you go. Good number. Spend Get it? That, that, is, that is a good number, yes. Good catch, Ajo. I'm a spender, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, when we return, the Buffalo Bills, they can still win the AFC East. However, their quarterback put them in a hole, and he is on the verge of digging them out of it. Is all of the pressure this weekend and the most pivotal weekend of America game is it all on Josh Allen you can see it in his eyes that is Family, we are in overtime. Buffalo Bills, you already know, they can win the AFC East in their most important game of the season with the win over the Dolphins. However, if they lose, they can easily miss the playoffs as long as the Steelers win and the Jags win. So all eyes are on you, 17, not just right now, but on Sunday night with the whole world watching. Shady, they're in the midst of a four-game win streak. This is huge for the Bills. More importantly, Josh Allen, he put him in this mess, he can get him out of this mess. Is all of the pressure on Josh Allen Sunday? It's, it's got to be. I, I think when you talk about this game, the Dolphins versus the Bills, divisional game, all the playoffs, you know, that, that can, can affect the playoffs, whoever, whoever wins this game. So I got to go with Josh Allen having all the pressure, right? Everything we talk about. When I, when I look at this game, you know, you think of Josh Allen as being the best throw on the field. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that. And I, I think that for them to have a chance to go out there and, and get into the playoffs, right, without putting nobody else's hands, 
he got to go out there and do it. He's that good. He, his name is that big. And, and if he doesn't, I think we're going to look at him in a different light. Maybe just for a little bit, not for a long time, but like, dang, Josh Allen not in the playoffs? And he's already been dominating that division. Yeah. Think about this, though. In the last, what, three years they've won a division? Four. This will be four. Hmm. Come on. So it got to be Josh Allen. Because if he don't play good, they will not win. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Tua went out there last weekend against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not saying it was his fault. They got beat down. Yes, Mac. We ain't had one topic about Tua. Josh Allen go out there. You, you see my roller coaster? <laughs> uh, we we, we didn't have roller coaster segments about Josh Allen. You jumping and, on and, this thing. And the front, what does it say? Start. Start. And the front is, the front is circle. So you know there saying? is still a circle. You know, so like we didn't have these segments about Josh Allen when it was playing well and when they was playing bad. All the pressure is on Josh Allen. And for me, this is a legacy moment. To be at six and six, three games back from the division. And you are finding yourself winning this thing again and going to the playoffs and accept Baltimore. This thing is coming through Buffalo. And I truly believe this is the least amount of pressure when Josh Allen gets into the playoffs to make some noise. If he does what he does in the regular season to get them to this point and get the two seed and find himself in that Super Bowl, this is legacy moment for Josh Allen right here. So for me, all the pressure is on him because if Tua loses, we're going to turn in on, on Monday again and Tua ain't going to be a topic. Mm. Right? Dolphins, the Dolphins might be a topic. They in the playoffs. Eh? What, how, how great can they be? What's the run they can make? Josh Allen, all the pressure on him. I'm very torn because if they go into the game having to win the game to get in, obviously all the pressure is on Josh Allen. But to me, if they go into the game knowing that they're already in, all the pressure is on Tua because this is Tua's opportunity to win the division. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen won the division year after year after year. This is, to your point, a game that Tua might need to win to make his argument for getting paid, depending on what happens in the postseason. Because if they win the division, but they lose in the first round of the playoffs, you're still going to be able to make the argument that you should be paid. If you don't win the division and you lose in the first round of the playoffs, which obviously I'm not speaking this into existence, so you knock on wood, <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. Now, I think they still stick with him, but the conversation is going to be had. So it depends on what the scenario is going into this game. But either way, I think that the more of the pressure tends to be on the person that we expect more from. And at this point, that's Josh Allen. We keep talking about the Browns being the, the team of destiny. And that they do have a lot of stuff, kind of similar to that 2017 Eagles team that you keep bringing up. Mm-hmm. But they do kind of remind me of that Green Bay team that James was on. Mm. They, have, they have these similarities where they have these guys that we know are really good and they've had these struggles, and then they start going on this run. They're kind of like, like Shady's Bucks. Like, they have similarities to other championship runs as well. So this is a this – is, I agree. This is kind of a legacy game for Josh Allen. Depending on how this goes, this could really determine how we talk about him for at least the foreseeable future. James, in that year that y'all won the Super Bowl, y'all were 10-6. and six, Came down to week 17. Yep, had to win. You needed the Phil- – y'all have to win. But you also needed the Eagles, if I'm yep. not mistaken, Deshaun. to beat That's why Deshaun the Giants. Jackson is my brother till this day because he <laughs> took that punt return to the crib. And you thought we were going to win that game? We don't get in. I mean, it was looking shaky. You Don't get wild. He took the punt you know return. What, man, you know what time it was. <laughs> we on that field. Hey, so you know what? I take all that back. It don't matter how you win. You're going to be confident. <laughs> <laughs> you going to win. 
One point, uh, 20 points, you're going to be the same confident. I love speaking it. Speaking of the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Eagles, they can both clinch the NFC East this weekend. But which team needs a division win more? Remember, the Cowboys are 15-0 at home in the last two seasons. The Eagles, they just can't get right. Who needs it more? Cowboys, Eagles, who has more to prove? America's team and the team that dominated them last year. Let's talk about it. Family, we are in a hurry-up offense, but this topic needs some time. The Eagles, they desperately need to win. Cowboys, they need to win. They play at the exact same time on Sunday with the NFC East crown on the line. Cowboys, they control their own destiny. If they win, they get the NFC East crown. And if the Eagles win, they get the crown. Shady, you've been an NFC champ before. You've also lost an NFC uh, champ title. What happened? Oh, nothing. This, you're just doing your job. <laughs> Did I lie? No, you're just doing a good job at your job. <laughs> Which is? Just bringing up all my stuff. business. Yeah, just bringing up all my business. <laughs> crazy. Okay, let me bring up my business. I've been an NFC East champ before. I've also not been an NFC East champ. There Better? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Shady, who needs to win the division more? Is it the Cowboys or the Eagles? I'm going to go to the Cowboys just because I've, I've watched the Cowboys on the road. They do not look like the same Cowboys at home. Mm. I think that they can get this win and they get the games to come to Dallas. Mm. They're a totally different team. True. That Prescott to the defense, to the offense. Compared to on the road, they are a little different. So they've won this game, got to come through Dallas. Yeah, I got to agree. They're a completely different team at home. They need that. They are 3-5 and five on the road this year. The Eagles are 5-3. and three. As bad as the Eagles have played this year and as bad as they look and how much we want them to have a blowout and all that, <laughs> this really, really matters for the Cowboys to have home field advantage. No, I agree. This is all about the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a better team than Philadelphia. I think they have a better shot at making it to the Super Bowl this year. And if you have people coming through Dallas, that is going to be tough, tough outing for them. I mean, 15-0 over the last two seasons. But not only that, I'm looking at these numbers right here. Dak Prescott, 308 passing yards, 22 touchdowns at home, three picks, 98 rushing yards at home. So that's telling me Mike McCarthy is putting the ball in Dak Prescott's hands at home. Um, on the road, 144 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns, 5 picks. That's letting me know, Mike, hey, how we calling this game? We want it out of Dak's hands on the road? Because I think to have a lot of success, it has to be in Dak's hands. And at home, that's what he does. This is all about the Cowboys. They need this. Did you prefer home or road playoff games? Sounds like a dumb question in, mm -hmm. on the surface. But in depth, oftentimes, y'all know, when it is you against the world, yeah. there's a little bit more of a locker room vibe. Obviously, you see Shady nodding his head. When you're in the locker room and it's the 63 on the roster, you got the 53 to 47 active, the 10 practice squad, you got the equipment, the staff, the coaches, it's just y'all. Yeah. And you go into the stadium and every Everybody screaming, cussing you out. Sometimes that actually does a little bit more yeah. than the fan base, at least for a defender, because we don't get all that much. Obviously, for the offense, y'all can quiet the crowd down. Do you prefer mm -hmm. going on the road or at home? You won your Super Bowl going on the yes. road everywhere. Yes, so that's what I would prefer. And the reason why I prefer it is because I just told you I wear a hoodie, right? Get me out of this cold. Put me <laughs> in the dome in Atlanta. Send me to Dallas in the dome. I ain't got to worry about what cleats I'm wearing. I don't got to worry about none of that. I ain't got to worry about long sleeves, none of that. I'm just going out here and playing knowing it ain't gonna be no rain no snow no none of that i'm on the road ready to go play but you're right you know packers fans travel too so it's a home game for us i, I, I think it matters who the who the team is who the players they have on that team because i was with both when i was with the bucks we were on the road right and it, it was like our, our theme was hey we got the ships here we burn the ships we ain't leaving yeah. and that means like it's all it's only us here the coaches the players and they got and we're going to the whole stadium right and and when, when on third downs there's, there's no support 
right? It's just us in there. We, we, with the signals, Mike That's Evans it. was with Tom Brady, they was connected because it only could be that. Yeah. But then with the Chiefs, we had all our home games, and there was times where we were behind. People forget that. Our, our championship in 2020, we were behind a lot. And I think um, one was against the Texans. We were down like two touchdowns. 24-0, I think. Or, 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 yeah, three touchdowns. Something like yep. that. Something crazy. And it was cra- when we made, a, we made a play, we scored. The fans got us back in that game, right? It's loud. We need y'all to get up. Okay, now it's 14-24. The fake fans, yep. we need y'all to get up. And they kind of support us. So I think every team and every player is different. Incredibly well said. Well, speaking of every team and every player, you got about 32 of them. Who's under the most pressure this weekend? Players, coaches. Bill Belichick could be coaching his last game. Justin Fields playing in his last game in a Bears uniform. Josh Allen might miss the playoffs for the first time in four years. Which player, coach, manager, owner is under the most pressure? Come back to hear from your or about your favorite team. Next on Twitter. Family, we're in a hurry up offense, division titles, playoff berth, seeding all on the line this weekend. Shady McCoy, who's under the most pressure of every player, of every coach, of every staff member? It's got to be, to me, Baker Mayfield, the number one pick in the draft, right? You've been running around all these different teams. You finally kind of got a house, right? Kind of got a home. Win this game, take your team to the playoffs, and then make the put the pressure on the GM and the Bucs organization to give you a long-term contract. Mm. And then if you lose oh. to the Panthers, mm. Ooh, you will not get a contract. Mm. You will be on the streets again. And if you make a four million dollars right now, you might make two next ooh, year. You don't win ooh, this game. That's good. Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna go Justin Fields. I, I agree with James. I think he has to have a big performance this weekend. Make it tough on the GM. Make it tough on the front office there in Chicago. And make it tough for us. Have a conversation because we're gonna be talking about it all off season. Justin Fields, you're right. Um, it's either gonna be one or two things. I'm gonna be up here saying Shady enjoy joy. I told you so. I'm gonna be up here saying y'all was right. <laughs> I was wrong. So, hey, man, go deliver. Have some fun. Play the way you've been playing these last couple weeks. My answer is about internal pressure. I'm going Mike Tomlin. Mm. Haven't won a playoff game since 2016. You might not even make the playoffs this year. You need a lot, a lot, a lot to go right. But Mm. imagine a world where the great Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. You don't go to the playoffs this year. You're too good to have a great draft pick, but you're not good enough to make the playoffs. Mm. I don't like that world for Mike Tomlin. There's no external pressure, but I think someone of his stature, of his caliber, he's looking at himself like, God, dog, we need to win. Please, I need some help. I need some help. Justin Fields, James, how you think it goes? He's playing your Packers. You know, yeah, I got got mixed feelings about this one right here, man, because I want my pack to win because if they win they they in the playoffs but i want the young fella to play well so go pack go family thanks for hanging with us all week you can watch any show you spend your days with us we will see you at the same time after a great bills dolphins game we'll see you on monday